Hello and welcome to our Wild Wisdom Wellbeing slot, guest slot, today with the wonderful Tammy Townsend. Now, if you were following the Sino Bounds Christmas Market that they had online uh, last weekend, I think it was, you will have seen Tammy and her gorgeous son when they did the Christmas light switch on at the end of the market. But also Tammy was there showcasing her uh, Panda Lady products particularly obviously the Christmas ones but I wanted to invite Tammy on today to talk to us more about the fact that she sources a lot of materials that are either uh, aware that people have sensitive skins or that they are uh, as natural as possible they're recyclable and is very Tammy is very conscious of all of that so Tammy, if you would tell us maybe a little bit, just to start off with, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Panda Lily. Yeah, so I'm Tammy. I started Panda Lily back in probably 2015, uh, just after I had my son, George, who is nearly five. Um, it might have been 2016, actually, not 2015. I think when he was very little, I didn't really going too much other than looking after a newborn baby um mm. but for me i think it started with you become a mum and suddenly you're just a mum and i think everyone needs a bit of purpose a little bit more job and kids are great for getting you up and giving you that get up and go of course they are they're fantastic for that um but i suppose i needed something more from life than just being mum just being wife just mm. being at home caring for this small baby um and you lose yourself a bit you do lose mm -hmm. your identity a little bit because your mum or your wife or your they're the only two hats that you really wear um and i wanted that third hat because i have a rule of three everything in threes so um i needed a third hat and i thought well why don't i do something and i started off doing handmade uh wedding stationery um because i made all my own wedding station for my wedding and you know, it was one of those things I knew what I wanted for my wedding and couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. So I made it myself because I had the vision and it came out exactly how I wanted it to, which was always good. Um, so, yeah, it started with wedding stationery. And then obviously this year we've had COVID-19. Weddings were all cancelled. Events are stopped. And, you know, I mean, I don't just do wedding stationery. I do do parties and, you know, christenings and all sorts of events. I've even done a couple of funerals. So... Um, you know, in terms of uh, order of service cards for funerals. Yeah. Um, but most of those were cancelled as well. This is it. This is it. Um, luckily, I've only had still a couple of funerals because the funerals are quite difficult to do. You know, you're yeah. dealing with a, a grieving family. Um, mm -hmm. But you do it. And uh, it's always nice to give them what they want. And that, for me, was the biggest thing I loved about doing the wedding station, you know, meeting up with a couple and them saying, this is my vision, this is what I've envisioned and this is what I want and these are the colours that we want and this is the theme we're going for. And I'd then go away, maybe spend two, three weeks planning out how they could have that and make it so it was them. Because I think it's important when you're getting married that the couple's identity is within their stationery. So I'm working on my best friends at the minute. Um she was supposed to get married in October. Hers was one of the weddings, mm -hmm. unfortunately, that was cancelled mm -hmm. this year. Um, so it's been postponed until October next year, which means I've got more time to get it all done. Um, yep. But we've got a fantastic design, which I can't wait to be able to show on the page when her invitations are finally sent out, because it's one of those I've been waiting for ages to send it, and it's the first time I've ever done uh, heat foiling. It's something I've um. never done before. And I learned how to do it. And I says to my friend, look, do you want to, like, you know, I've been friends 20 years nearly, so can I, like, use you as a, like, you know, trial run with it? And she went, yeah, that's fine with me if that's what my partner wants, because her partner's in charge of the design of the wedding stationery. And I have to say, he's done a brilliant job designing it and stuff. Um, I can't take any credit for the design. It is all him. I've just pieced it together and put it together for him and said this is what it will look like and he's gone yes I like that so you know but it's brilliant it's it's really nice just working with people and there's that social aspect where you're not just you know mm. when I've sat here and I'm just making cards I'm just here, sat here making cards I'm not interacting with mm. other people I'm still just 
talking in the same bubble, still just talking to the children all day until my husband gets home and then talking to my husband. So doing the wedding station was really good for getting myself out there and, and getting out of that bubble, getting moving outside mm. of that bubble and, you know, moving forwards and talking to different people. Um, and sometimes it wasn't even just a video call or just a phone call. It was face to face. I would meet up with them. We would go out for a coffee and ch chat about what they wanted for their wedding. And it was it was great. And I loved it, really enjoyed it. Um, but then obviously COVID happened and, you know, things started to get cancelled and it was all a bit scary and it's still a bit scary now. It's getting better, I think. Um, but it's still it's still quite scary, I think. And there's a lot of unknowns still. And I don't Very know much where so. the wedding side of things is going to go. Um, yeah. So this year I have focused a lot on greetings cards and, you know, um, really thinking about the products that I use to make these greetings cards, which is mm. something that back in the early days I wouldn't have thought about. I would have just made it as I wanted it to be made and not really thought any more into it. And then my daughter's 11, just coming home from school and, you know, telling me all about like eco-friendly and why it's important that we look after the planet. And I thought, God, if she's 11, and she can mm -hmm. talk to us about what's good for the planet, then maybe I should start thinking about these things. Um, so we only use recycled card for the card blanks now. The toppers are made in such a way that they can be removed and stuck onto like into a photo frame or onto another card or whatever. Even if that's not the case, they are all fully recyclable. So they can be made into a new card or you know whatever else. I found eco-friendly glitter. I'm a massive fan of glitter. It's one of my favorite things in the world but it's really bad for the environment i'm really not good so i searched high and low and finally found uh, some eco-friendly glitter and it sparkles a little bit more i think than normal glitter uh and it makes you feel good because you're doing something that's good for the environment you know you're not you're not just putting something together and 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 putting it out there because it looks it looks nice and you've used really really bad products that are not good for the environment and stuff it's just one of those where you think yeah actually do you know what this is this is much better and it's nice it's a nice feeling to be able to be doing a little bit to help the environment because otherwise where are we going to be 10 years down the line uh, you know, 15 years absolutely down the line. Uh, and every little bit helps and the more people who source these materials and the more people then who are buying from you and others who do this it it's it's that ripple effect isn't it it just it's goes out and out and market. out and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's it's a whole new market. So, I mean, yeah. there's people who buy things and they're not bothered about what the car's made of and they don't care whether they can reuse it. They don't care that they're just going to chuck it either in the bin, not even necessarily the recycling bin. But then there is a massive amount of people who deliberately look for products that can be recycled and turned yeah. into something else or, you know, that can part of, part of them can be turned into something else. Even that mm. is better than nothing. It's kind of, it's about doing your thing. It's a bit like the keyrings, some of the keyrings I do. Um, so I do scrabble letter keyrings. I've got one here. Um, they'll come in all the different letters, as you can imagine. Um, I've picked a pink one. Uh, they do and you picked an R. Of uh, yeah, I did. It's an R for Robin. <laughs> And uh, I do these on corded necklaces as well. Um, but the wood that these are made from is recycled wood. The paint is not your standard paint that they would be painted with. And I saw them and I thought, do you know what? They're the ones that I want. I don't want the ones you can just buy in the works that, you know, you pay a bit more for these ones, but they're a lot better for the, the environment in general, um, which I really liked about that particular product um and obviously you can do all sorts of things with scrabble letters you know i stick them on the mm -hmm. front of notebooks and you know notebooks was a thing i did for a little while with scrabble lettering and stuff i've done one for my husband for our first wedding anniversary with it being paper so i've got a big a3 um sketchbook that's my doorbell my husband will sort that out <laughs> and i covered it in scrabble letters with various different words like you know wedding and Mr. and Mrs. and their names, and it now lives on the shelf up high where the children can't rip its pieces. 
Um, but I also do, do my first first father's day after George was born. Um, so Scrabble letters are one of the things that are one of the, the, the most versatile things that I use. Um, and I enjoy using them. They're, they're great fun to play with. And the kids love playing with them. Like my little boy George likes building castles with them, which is fine, you know. Um, but I also have my brother's scanning cup, which is really useful for matting and layering cards. So it cuts out the shapes for me, which saves a lot of time, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, yeah. Before I have my scanning cut, I would be hand cutting everything. Um, and I had an order before I got it of 126 invitations. And each invitation was made up of seven parts. And I had to hand cut all of them. It was not a fun job. It is not no. what I want to do again. <laughs> That's certainly hand cramp time. But now that I've got my brother's scanning cut, I would happily take on an order of that size again. <laughs> because no problem. it's so much quicker. I can program the machine to cut the exact shape that I want as well, which is amazing. It's I'm always discovering new things with you. Um, but then you still have the handmade element. As much as a lot of the stuff is cut by machine, you still have the element. I still have to stick it all together. Um and place it in exactly the right place. And that's something I'm really conscious of doing. So when I started doing cards where the top was slightly off to the side, it didn't sit right with me for ages because it's not in the middle where it's, it's supposed to be in the middle. In my mind, it was supposed to be in the middle. It's not in the middle. But if it's slightly off centre, you really notice. You, mm. Or I really notice. I mean, somebody else might not, but I really notice. So when I started doing them slightly off the side, I didn't notice as much if it wasn't quite exactly a centimetre here and a centimetre here. It was, it, it didn't matter. Um, but experimenting, I think, is always good fun as well. And it's a nice break from being mum. Like, I can come in here, close the door, throw glitter around. Perhaps not throw, throw glitter around, but throw glitter around and, you know, anything is possible. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And obviously, with lockdown happening, I, I found a whole heap of other skills I didn't even know that I had. Yeah, no, I think a lot of us have realised that we're a lot more resilient than we first thought. None of us thought we would be able to do the things that we have been able to do. But I don't think I believe I would be able to achieve the things that I've achieved during lockdown. Um, it kind of felt a little bit like starting my business from scratch again, like from the beginning. Which Well, it know. kind of does because you have to pivot, you have to change, you have to be adaptable and you have to be creative in that sense, yeah. not only of creating, be artistically creative, but the creation of, well, who am I? What am I going to be? What can I do now? Because the norm has gone. Yeah. It's not even an option anymore. It was difficult when the school mm. because I was then suddenly, I've got all three children at home. I'm trying to yeah. educate two of them. One of them was preparing to go to school. Another one of them was due to leave year six and start in year seven. And then you've still got little Declan running around and he wants to be with his brother and sister at all times because he just likes that whole thing of we're all together. This is great fun, which isn't to their taste all the time. You know, they're all very different. All three of my children are very, very different. Um, and having them all home and still trying to run the business and then wedding after wedding after wedding being cancelled within yeah. the space of two weeks, every job I had booked cancelled. And it was not a we'll get back to you when we know when we're getting married. It was straight up, we've cancelled. And I was quite good to people, you know, if they hadn't, if I hadn't bought the materials, they got their deposits back. If I'd already bought their materials, it was too late. Unfortunately, I had to deduct the cost of the materials. And people were very understanding. And I think given the circumstances we've all been given, there's a lot of things we've done well in the time period that we've had to work with. Um, you know, I mean, I got creative and I've decided this year, because I've always done greetings cards. It's something I've always done is just been like a little, well, I'll just do some of these and go to a couple of craft fairs and it gets me out of the house and I get to meet people. Um, and it's really touching when you're at a craft fair and somebody looks at your work and they're like, oh, these are so amazing. It's just like, oh, that's really nice. It's like <laughs> someone appreciates what I've done. 
Yeah, somebody outside of that little bubble yeah. can really see. And I'm, they see my vision. And, and I, love, mm. I love it when people see my vision. Um, mm. I mean, there are, there are times where people have to bring me into their vision. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Because I don't, I'm not very good at seeing other people's visions, I'll be honest. It's not, it's not a strength of mine. But when I do see the vision, I really see the vision and I fully mm. commit to it. And that's one thing I do bring as a as a wedding stationer is is you tell me your vision, I will commit to your vision, I will fully throw myself into it at the deepest level because it's important to them. Yeah. And I think with weddings it only takes one little thing for it to feel like, oh my god, why are we getting married? You know. Um I remember sorting the table plan out for my wedding that was a bit of a well who do we put with who like do we mix the families up do we not mix the families up do we you know we decided for a very non-traditional top table where we just had ourselves and then we thought actually no let's have ourselves and the parents and then it was like right okay so we'll put the bridesmaids here and then we'll put some of them there and you know we had six bridesmaids three flower girls and two page boys so it was it was quite a lot of um bridal party to walk up the aisle shall we say um, yes. <laughs> my daughter was, was i think she was about six no she wasn't she was five when we got married um and she's having a that it was, it was lovely you know one of those really nice experiences well leading up to the wedding you know i'd had several dress fittings and anyone who's got married knows you have these dress fittings and you usually have one a week before your wedding and the dress fits perfectly and that's fine a week before my wedding, I also had two wedding dresses, one for the day and one for the evening. My husband was having a suit for the day and a suit for the evening, so I thought, well, fine, I'll have a dress for the day and a dress for the evening. So that's what happened. <laughs> but it came to the wedding day, and this dress that they had altered probably about eight or nine times did not fit. It was too big. And it was just like one of those, really, it was something really small. Nobody else would have known or noticed or anything. But it really bothered me. Like that could have been the difference between my perfect wedding and my non-perfect wedding for me. Like that's how much it mattered. And that's why I think it's important when I am dealing with a couple that their vision is what they get. Because me making a small error with their their vision could be the difference between them thinking, no, that's really not what we want, and, and being really upset by it, or oh my god, that's really great, that's exactly what I wanted. And I'd prefer the latter every time, you know. Yeah, I'm still the, human, and we do still make mistakes, you know. And it's just one of those being clear on their vision. And yeah. sometimes I could be working on, you know, eight or nine different weddings at a time, and trying to remember who's mm. who's, and I had detailed notes, and everything was in a really strict filing system because otherwise I couldn't. It was too chaotic. It's too chaotic. I would go to bed, and all these different wedding designs would be whirling around in my head. I couldn't sleep because of it. So in a way, lockdown happening, weddings being cancelled was good for me because I've now started doing t-shirt printing and I'm focusing more on the on the cards, um, the greetings cards. And this year, I generally just make something and I'll keep on selling it year after year after year until it sells. And that's just the way I do things because it's just the way I do things. But this year I decided, you know what, I'm not going to buy anything new. I'm just going to make new with what I've already made. So... All the old horrible car blanks that were probably not eco-friendly may have been eco-friendly, but I didn't know if they were for sure, went out the window. And all new car blanks have come in and we've made all different, you know, the same designs, but we've made them different. I've improved them. They've, you know, got a bit more depth to them now. and It's great. It's a nice feeling that I've done something like, you know, upcycling is a big thing at the minute. Um, yeah. And you can do it as a crafter. You can do it as a crafter. It doesn't matter how well it's glued down. You can still make a difference you can still change it um because i'm one of those people i use a lot of different glues um but even thinking about the glues that i use i i used, I used to just like oh i'll just get some pba glue on that and that will do and it'll be fine and i think about what's what's in this glue that i'm using now you know like what mm. what's actually in it like how Granted, you might have to stand there and press down on the card a little bit longer with the new glue that I'm using, but I would rather do that and it would be better for the environment than just be using standard glue that isn't good for anybody. 
Um, and it's about thinking with that long-term vision, isn't it? Yeah. Like your daughter was saying, and I love the way that we get taught by the little ones. Yeah. Because they are the next generation. They're the ones who have to live in the world that we're going to be creating for them. So that she was coming in and saying, yeah, but what about the planet? And then, you know, you take that on board, you really make changes, you really look into and care and I think that's amazing because, like you say, it may be a minute longer with your finger on the item sticking to the card or a little bit more expensive. But if that then means that in the long run, the cards are better for the environment, everybody is benefiting, it's more than worth it. Definitely, definitely. It's something, it's something that I've come to really get my head around. And, you know, I was making baubles for Christmas this year. As an experiment, they haven't really gone how I would want them to go um the perfectionist in me is like absolutely not they're going on my tree because they're just you know but I searched high and low for artificial snow that was good for the environment because these baubles look great with artificial snow in them they do they look really really nice but if I'm then putting something in it that isn't good for the environment and you know I don't want to be doing that so Instead, I found artificial snow that was as environmentally friendly as it possibly can be. Um, and then I got to thinking, I'm probably overthinking this a little bit because the bauble's glued around the outside, so no one can open it out and just throw the snow wherever they like. It's literally in that bauble for as long as they choose to use that bauble for um, on their tree, whether it be a real tree or an artificial tree. Or, you know, and we've talked briefly. Uh, about Christmas trees, companies that cut down as and when they're ordered, they're always better companies to use if you want a real Christmas tree. I mean, I, I don't have real Christmas trees in my house because I have small people uh, and needles and small people are not a good idea, not a good combination. Um, but when I buy a tree, I'm committing to buy that tree and use that tree for, you know, 10 years minimum. Um, but it's best to look for companies if you do want a real tree who are going to replant a tree for everyone they cut down and who are going to only cut down trees that need to be cut down because there's people out there who will cut down loads and loads and loads of trees adamant they're going to sell them all and then they only sell they've got two or three left and then that tree's being cut down for no other reason other than well we might have sold it and that doesn't sit right with me either but i'm not in charge of those companies i can't decide what they do there's no laws against it unfortunately and all I can do is do my bit and as long as everybody does their bit the environment stands a much better chance um, absolutely if, if everybody does a little bit and if everybody I love the fact that you're being true to what you believe and you're you know being in alignment with that in the choices that you make and in what you offer and that then people can choose their power of choice you know use their power of choice the power of their pound to buy from people like yourself yeah. and it all just builds and grows from there doesn't it it does it does and i think sometimes it does start with just making one small change yes like for me this started with i'm not using any car plants that are not eco-friendly anymore um once i've done that it was like right okay so i want to do something new for christmas this year don't really want to spend any more money because over the years i've probably spent quite a lot of money <laughs> making these greetings cards um well why don't i just upcycle them why don't i change this and make it something different than it was last year and that works for me that works um and it's nice to upcycle things you know it's just like my husband's desk that he's got in here i'm going to be upcycling that um, <laughs> but i will be upcycling his desk so that it fits with my vision of what's in here because you know it's all how Tammy likes it um but yeah it's just I think yeah there's a lot that's been learned I think over the last what are we on seven eight months now yeah on the line something like that it's you know it's been a, a, I think, a year I think also as you were saying you know it's it's each little step and then you build on that so sometimes we look at the environment and we think oh it's all just too much 
it's overwhelming, I can't possibly make a difference. But as we make each little step and then that becomes our norm, we add another step, that becomes our norm, we add another and another, and every person doing that, it will make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I personally like to think the cards that I make are nice enough for you to just stick in a frame and keep them forever. Um, but there are people, they get a Christmas card, they have it up over Christmas, Christmas is over and then they throw it away. And I'm okay with people doing that now because I know the products I've used are yeah. different, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was okay with it anyway because it wasn't up to me. I didn't have a choice in, like, you know, who can do this and that. But you're okay with that with your cards now. You know that your cards aren't going I think to add to the, the waste. Going, yeah, they're going to be made into Coke bottles or, you know, I don't know, baubles for the Christmas tree. I, I don't know. They'll be made into something else that's useful. Um, so can you show us some examples? Because I know you've got some really gorgeous, really cute cards. So I'll start you off with this this one here. This is this is one of my favourites. And originally, um, this is one I've upcycled. So originally it was just a little card that you just had this penguin. Um, and it's got 3D decoupage yeah. on the front. And it comes in a choice of four colours. Uh, and there's two different designs. Um, the other one's just fractionally different. Um, penguins are, are, are a big uh, favourite at the minute. Penguins, snowmen and snowflakes. Well, yeah, they're very seasonal, so, aren't they? This is it. <laughs> um, and we have this one here, which is um, with the eco-friendly glitter, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, it's got like little bunny rabbits. In plant pots and uh you know these are all available on the website these ones as well they've all been put on i love that there are so many animals in your cards as well oh i do like the animals i'll be honest animals are probably my favorite thing and we've got another one here that's got penguins on it um which is just a slightly different design you've got your ribbon here as well um ribbon is something i've really struggled with um, yeah because it's very, very difficult to find a ribbon that is something that can be recycled, unfortunately. Um, we have this one here as well, which which is probably one of my favourites because it's got polar bears on it. Yeah. Um, and you've got little <laughs> baby polar bears as well. I know. There and it's just, like, that's literally my life some days with the kids. You know, it's, it's just the way life is. Um but you know, there's all there's all sorts of different things, and then you know you have your. Here's one especially for you, Robin, because it has a robin on it. <laughs> you know, and like I say, it's all fully recycled. It can all just be recycled and made into something else, and that's a nice feeling that that can happen. Mm. Um, you know, but then we also have ones with wording on, and you know, some people don't like the animals, and you know, seasons greetings, and I think it depends on what you're after. We've got some really nice um, 3D decoupage ones with um, Santa on a train and there's a lot of detail on them and I'll be honest, the photos don't really do them justice on the website because no. 3D of them. But you won't be disappointed if you received it. I don't think. I mean one of those things, isn't it? Um, but yeah. I think you have quite a wide range so, you know, to cover lots of choices, lots I think of it's important. styles. I mean, I'm currently working on, because um, I really miss making wedding stationery. Um, I don't miss having to make 700 of the same thing repeatedly again and again and again. That's one thing I don't miss about it, I'll be honest. Um, but I do miss making the wedding stationery. Um, so one thing that we're looking towards launching next year, towards the beginning of next year, is um a set of wedding invitations like these are set ones these are what we do these are you know you can buy them in packs of 10 um so that we've got a range of wedding stationery that runs from save the date cards all the way through to thank you cards at the end and it all matches and it's all you know because people are having very small weddings at the minute so i didn't see the point in making them any bigger than packs of 10 because as no. it stands 
you can only have, I think, 15 people at a wedding or something like that. So it changes all the time, doesn't it? It's, I can't keep up, and it's probably different now with the tier system. It's probably different here than it is in Wales, and different in Wales than it is in Scotland. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, everything is so different, and there's not a lot of consistency either. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of consistency, you know, in the way different countries are doing things. I don't think it's a bad thing because what works in Wales might not work in England. Equally, what True. works in England might not work in Wales. Um, but it taught me some new skills. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've started doing like little jewellery pieces and stuff as well. And so tell us a little bit about your jewellery, because um, I know yeah. from watching the Sino Bounds Christmas Market, you were talking about the metals that you use yeah. <clears throat> because of your own awareness of sensitivity. Yeah, so I have quite sensitive ears, especially when it comes to earrings and things. So I know if a set of earrings is genuine sterling silver or not, because if it isn't, my ears become very sore, and very inflamed. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking for the earring hooks, the loops that we use to put them through your ears and make them pretty dangly earrings, I'm looking for somebody who's genuinely selling sterling silver because people have allergies. And the last thing I want is to be sued because somebody's had an allergic reaction to a pair of my earrings. Um, but there's also like things like this this um, pendant here. I don't know if you can really see. It's supposed to be Ooh, a cat. Yeah. Um, they're all very sparkly and they are all very pretty. These. I mean, this is just one of, I think, about 29 different designs or something. Something like that. It might be 19 different designs. There's a lot of different designs on the one on the website. Um, but the chains... I mean, none of this is made by me, but I have to make sure the chains are genuine silver because I don't want somebody reacting to it. You don't want the green mark around your neck. And, you know, it's just, I just think it's important to think about other people and the allergies they might have. And, you know, my mum, she can't wear silver. Um, so I've done her some earrings, but I've done them in gold because she can only use real gold. Yes, the hoops were very expensive. But for my mum, it was worth it because, you know, she's got an allergy to silver and anything else. So let's make her something nice that she can have and she can actually wear. And that she can then wear because yeah. there's no point in having something that's very pretty, but you can't wear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was it was a, it was a massive, a huge thinking process of, well, how can I do this? Because, you know, I'd like my mum to. My mum and dad have always been very supportive of the business. You know, my dad has bought from me on many occasions and not once asked for family discount because... You know, my price is my price. This is what you're doing for a living. And, you know, I want to support that. You know, he's, he's, he's a good dad. Like, you know, he's, he's quite good, my dad. And my mum's the same. They're very, very, very supportive of me mm -hmm. getting out there and this business being successful. Um, it's hard work because, obviously, you know, I've got three children and a husband to look after and a house to look after. And, you know... It can be hard work, but I think sometimes for me, coming in here and being creative for 20 minutes, half an hour or even an hour or sometimes two or three because I've got carried away, that's me being me and I'm, you know, suddenly I'm not that person that's closed away just being mum or just being wife because Tammy's expressing herself creatively and sometimes that's necessary because we all need that outlet. And for me, I think it's being crafty, being creative or sitting and crocheting a baby hat or two or you know whatever it might be um but yeah i enjoy i learned how to crochet during lockdown that's another skill i learned because <laughs> i've been trying to learn for about six years and i just couldn't even get my head around how to do a slip knot so how do you how do you do a slip knot and i watched several youtube videos I got really frustrated. I was throwing my crochet hook away because it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. I mean, it wasn't the crochet hook. It was actually me. But I'm ready my mission in lockdown. I'm not going to be defeated. I am going to learn how to crochet. And I've successfully made a few baby hats with it, which is amazing. But, yeah, it's it's still creative. And I like being sat and just, you know, that time is for me to just be, right, okay, I'm just going to take a back step here and I'm going to close myself away from the world and do something for me um 
And a lot of moms get that mum guilt. Mum guilt is awful. Because you feel bad. Because, you know, you've got these small children and they should be the full centre of your attention. But I think it's also important to remember you're important as well. And your mental well-being is very important as well. And looking after you before anything else is probably the best thing that we can do as parents for our children. Um, Absolutely. But I think it's easy and I to think as well. well. Yeah, I think it's it's such an important message that you're sharing just there that we are, whether we're mum, father, brother, sister, wife, husband, whatever, we are ourselves first. And if we don't care, take care of that, then we have less to give and less quality to give. And I think that, like you're saying, self-care is actually the best thing that we can do, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else around us. And in doing that for, you know, giving ourselves permission to do that, we then give everybody else permission to do it for themselves. Plus, you know, you were saying about mum guilt. And I think shame and guilt are such huge, powerful forces in our lives. But when, when you... <clears throat> set up your own business and you run that business and you take time for that business which means that you're feeding yourself you're nourishing yourself you're that's your self-care it's mindfulness it's all of these things your kids are going to look at you and they're going to look back on this time and think wow my mom was amazing and what a what a role model to see somebody who cares for themselves <clears throat> i can then take on board what that role modeling and do that for myself that's the thing it starts with you yeah there's this old saying about your children's happiness starts with your happiness so if you're happy yes. and you're settled in love your children will also be happy and settled in their love because they can see yes. and i noticed that when i first moved here to leicester from birmingham my daughter suddenly became very very settled because i was settled i was happy i was settled i was in a much better place um, I miss home, don't get me wrong Birmingham will always be my true home I do miss it dearly but for me at that moment in my life that was the change I needed to make I made that change and it benefited it was just like the domino effect of right, mum's happy, mum's secure mum's, mum's, you know, mum's in a good place so that she, I feel really settled here and I feel really secure here I mean she was three, three years old and you know she's lived here more than half of her life now and she loves it we all love it it's great it's a little village and it's not quite right in the center of leicester which is really nice um but it was a massive change i've gone from the big city to a little village and it's like okay this is very strange um didn't like it at first i'll be honest i didn't really like it very much but i grew to love it you know it's very neighborly and everybody knows everybody and it's a massive community throughout the entirety of, of the area and you know we're all very community-minded, and that in itself is nice because you find a place where you fit within that community. And you know, searching for a place to fit is something that we've we've talked about before. Now, you and me, Robin, is is fitting in. Sometimes it's not about fitting in, is it? It's about almost forcing your way in and saying, "Do you know what? I'm here. This is how I am. That's me." Um, well, definitely by being true to yourself yeah. and just this is how I am, accept me for who I am. I don't need to change, I don't need to be fixed. I can just be me. And that's one thing I've started doing, you know, I accept myself for who I am. With all my faults and with all my flaws and sometimes I'll make spelling mistakes on inserts for cards or wedding stationery and things. And that, that's never a good thing when I make a spelling mistake because it's a, a big job if you stuff all them inserts in and then you've realized that you've made a spelling error. But I am me and I'm, you know, I am who I am. But I think beginning of this year when lockdown did happen, I really had to take a step back and think, right, what am I doing with my life now? Because all this around me has changed and mm. weddings aren't going on anymore and all these clients I had have cancelled and this is quite scary now because this could be the end of my business. It could literally have been the end of my business and that would have been that. Um, you know, I've dabbled in a lot of different things. I also do like, you know, balloon arches and all sorts of, you know, balloon arrangements and things. And I've started doing, um, they're called stuffed balloons, but it's basically a gift inside a balloon. Yeah. Um, and they look amazing. 
that when they're when they're completely finished with a little bow around the top and you know but things like that i mainly do for baby showers and there's not a lot of baby showers going on at the minute so now they make really great really great gifts for new babies and i'm okay with that you know baby hampers is another thing i've gone into and i find myself flitting between thing to thing to thing to thing to thing because i can't I can't just stick to one thing because that wouldn't be the Tammy way of doing things. That wouldn't be me. If I was just doing, if I was really strict myself, right, and I'm only going to do this and that's all I'm ever going to do. Can't do that because that's not me. That didn't sit right with me being that person. That I'm just going to do one thing because there are so many things that I am capable of doing. And I think I realised where my true strengths were during lockdown. Um I'm not saying I'm the best card maker in the world. I'm not saying I'm the best t-shirt printer in the world, but I do it my way. And the way I do it is the best way for me to do it from, you know, my experience and what I've learned. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do handmade cards. And I used to find myself sitting there at the craft fairs and see someone else who's making cards thinking, oh, her cards are so much better than the ones I've made. Or, And you tend to find yourself falling into that trap I think it's very easy to fall into that net of, well, everyone else is better at this than I am. Why am I even doing this? But then one day you have to just sort of take a step back from that and say, do you know what? Yeah, there are other people out there. And do you know what? There probably are people out there who do do it better than me, but they don't do it my way. And that's why it's my way. And that's what makes me, me. That's what makes me unique to this business. I don't think it's it's a necessarily a case of better. They do it differently. And if everybody did it the same way, what a boring world that would be. It would be. It would be. So you do it in the very best Tammy way. They do it in the very best Joe Bloggs way. And it's just different styles. And I think listening to you, what really stands out is your adaptability, your versatility, your creativity. And I think, you know, you're Aquarius. So <laughs> it kind of goes with the territory that... We Aquarians don't like to just do one thing, do we? We like to jump about and do different things. And I've done that for long enough, now I'm gonna swap and then uh, maybe I'll change back again. And we just like having to change it up all the time. Yeah, keep it interesting. My, my husband says to me, like I'll say, right, so I'm gonna start doing this now. And he's like, well, what about this that you only started doing like, you know, two weeks ago, what about <laughs> this? Like, yeah, well, I'll still do that as well. But, and he's just, he just sits there shaking his head, just. <laughs> it's almost like it stresses him out. He's distressed by this situation. And my wife wants to do something else now. Like, what is going on? And I'm Aquarius. He can't keep up with with where his wife is at and what she's doing now and what isn't she doing. Like, you know, it's at the point if somebody mentions they need something, he'll remember. Like, do you do this time? Because he doesn't know if I do do it anymore. Because it's just I've done a lot of different things in the last what are we five four years five years? So no, it would have been four four and a bit years. Nearly five years. It'll be five years next year. Because this time, five years ago, I was heavily pregnant with George. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things he struggles to keep up. He can't keep up with what I'm doing. You know, I mean, it's just... And that's a real challenge, isn't it? He's just the that's a, that's a real challenge to accept <laughs> somebody who's so different from yourself. Yeah. And obviously, he's very different from you then. So between the two of you you have to be flexible and adaptable and fluid and accepting and kind of getting your head around somebody else's like you were saying as well with the wedding stationery that is somebody else's vision because it's their wedding but I love how you say that that's the focus and I had a guest my first guest I think it was was a wedding celebrant so we were talking about how she goes in and and you know, talks with the, the couple and learns who they are. And I love that you said that it's their expression, their selves, who they are need to be in the stationery that you create. Definitely. And that was exactly the conversation that I had with Jane about how it is in their ceremony. She That's where she brings it in. But that that's, to me, that is what's so important, being true to ourselves. Yes. And I went to a wedding fair probably two years ago, three years ago maybe. And I met a wedding celebrant there. Because when I'm when I'm at a wedding fair, that to me is a great opportunity to network with people from, you know, all different areas of the wedding industry. And I was currently mm -hmm. doing it at the time I was doing a wedding planning course to be a wedding planner. 
So as well as doing your wedding ceremony, I can plan your entire wedding for you in your vision. And you know, for me, it was important to have those um, suppliers, those people who can help pull this wedding together. You know, photographers, cake makers, um, you know, celebrants, all these different things. People, um, wedding venues. Um, and I remember talking to a celebrant there, and I probably had the longest chat with her than I did anybody else because I was just fascinated by what she did because it wasn't just she did Catholic and Christian ceremonies and religious ceremonies she does everything and some of them sounded completely and utterly weird to me but some people <laughs> want that for their wedding and she was going to give them that for their wedding and it's just like wow like this is it blew my mind to know that something like that even existed you know I'm doing a wedding planning course and I didn't even know that things like that even existed that that for me was just like a real wow moment but there was also another woman there who did wedding stationery, but her stuff was all printed. And so when you're talking to each other, you know, it's quite nice. We were sort of opposite each other and we were sort of, you know, she was like, yeah, but it's, but what we do is so different. It's the same area, but it's just so different. They were worlds apart from each other, you know. Some people want the printed look for their wedding stationery. And I'm okay with that. But now I have a really good person who I know is reliable, who I know will give you what you want, that I can forward you on to. Mm. Because you don't want handmade. If you want handmade, then yeah, great, hit me up. I know what I'm doing with handmade. When it comes to printed, I'm still a little bit like, probably could do it, but I don't want to do that. I want, you know, I want people to be able to have the option of that handmade stamp for their wedding, if that's what they want. But then people don't have the chance to do that, do they? And this is why. Um, Not ourselves, no. Because I'm that's... working full time. You've got two people who are working full time to pay for this fantastic wedding that they're having. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people go down the route of printed stationery because there's not mm. many people out there who are willing to sit there and make 600 of the same invitation or you know 600 is probably an exaggeration although I have had a request <laughs> certainly these days 600 before um but yeah it's, I think but it's you might have 600 by the time you did the invitations the RSVPs the thank yous all of the, the different types of cards that somebody might want if they want it all in the same theme or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I love that there's a space for all of us. Yeah. We all have our place and when we're true to ourselves, then that place where we're in it with ease and with flow and we attract the clients or whoever that we need to because we are providing from our own inner gift and that's what they're looking for. There, you know, the, all these wonderful connections that you talk about, I love connections and community and, and the people that we meet that we think is kind of coincidental, but it's not really. It was meant to be, you know, it's really synchronous. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, when I, when I, you know, met you and, you know, the rest of the women within the academy, it was just like one of those things. You sort of just know, I sort of knew instantly the people I would really, really gel with. Um, and it's a really lovely group, it's really great and everybody is really supportive of everybody else and I think that's nice, having that around you as well is really, really nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really, really strange year. Um, in terms of, like, you know, I've gone from, I, I, I'd settled down and I was just doing events and I think my husband was quite happy that I was just doing events. <laughs> <laughs> you were day. predictable, it was easier. But now it's like, you know, I mean, he's he's an electrician. He's got dyslexia and, you know, the things I look at, the things he has achieved and I just think, wow, mm -hmm. you know. Granted, it was a lot of me sitting there with him reading the uh, material to him so that the information would sink in. Sometimes I would have to read it seven or eight times before he understood it. I, I didn't understand a word of it. I had no idea. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm technically a half qualified electrician because I've read all the books. Um, that's what I like to say anyway, you know. Um, but I remember when I've done my first t-shirt printing, it was one for my husband that said electrician on the back. Now, he's the one who's dyslexic. I'm not dyslexic at all. And How did Tony spell electrician? Relatively good, because I have to, you know, spell the invitations correctly. And I didn't spell electrician right. Mm. It was just one of those moments where I was just sat there and just seen utter despair like can I just confirm babe you're the dyslexic right and he went yes I am the dyslexic yep yep okay oh and he went why and he looked and he was just like you know you spelled electrician wrong right and I was like 
I'm aware of that. Yeah. I did know, or at least I do know now, you know. This is what I After know. printing it. This is what I mean. After I've ironed it all on as well, and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was one of those was, moments. I questioned whether t-shirt printing was for me at that moment. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but wasn't the printing? It was the problem, though, was it? It was my spelling that was the problem. <laughs> it was definitely my spelling that was the problem. Right? But this is the thing: is this is why you don't work on something that needs really perfect spelling at half past ten at night, isn't it? You know. No. <laughs> he wanted a t-shirt that said electrician on the back of it for his next day at work, which was the following day. So I stayed up and done it for him and spelt electrician wrong. So he wasn't wearing that t-shirt to work the next day. <laughs> Serves him right for asking for it at that time of day. What did he say? Generally, I do my best work late at night is the thing I've always sworn by. I do my best work late at night. Apparently not. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I can't spell electrician after six o'clock. So if you're an electrician, you'll have to wait until tomorrow morning yeah. before I get back to you because I can't spell electrician after half past six in the evening. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, okay. great That's story. Who I am and what I do and yeah. And also you were talking about the whole idea of, you know, you're a mum, you're a wife, but then wanting something more. And we talked before about just that whole idea of being self and self-acceptance. Yeah. Being able to be who you really are and be comfortable with that. That took me a while to get there, I think. Yeah. Um, a long time, many years, giving myself a hard time and, you know, beating myself up because I wasn't quite up to scratch where I would want to be or, you know, little things like that. But then I think... It was really probably after I had Declan in 2019, so last year, um, in the February. I remember just waking up when he was about three or four days old, and thinking, "Do you know what? Today I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to work. I'm actually gonna go back in and do some work because I'm ready for that now. I, you know, it was only three or four days old and." The guilt creeps in i'm thinking i really shouldn't be doing this because he's still so little but then at the same time it was just one of those things i'd had an, almost like an epiphany in the night of do you know what i am who i am and what i do i do it my way and the way i do it is the best way for me to do it so why don't i just accept that and instead of comparing myself to other people all the time because there's hundreds of people out there who do what i do why don't i just accept that actually do you know what this is how I do things and I'm okay with that. And because I'm okay with that, I'm going to push myself forward and keep on doing it that way because that's how I like to do things. You know, it's a bit like my filing and the way I used to file people's weddings because I, I needed to so that I knew whose was whose and whatever else. There was nothing wrong with that filing system. Nobody else on the planet would have understood that filing system except for me. But I understood it, and that's all that matters. And when you sort of start realising that, actually, yeah, do you know what? This is this is how I do things, and the reason I do it this way is because that's my place. That's where I place myself. That might change six months down the line, a year down the line. It might, because as we've said, I'm an Aquarius, and I can't just be doing one thing. I'm all over the place. <laughs> but in the here and the then, it was no, I can do this, and I will do this. And also, we are the experts on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We let other people tell us, you know, you should be this and you should do that and you should do it this way. But when we can, like you say, just know, well, no, this is the best way for me and be assured and confident in that and trust ourselves, I think, as yeah, well. That actually, if I give myself the time and the space, this is the best way for me. Yeah. I know this. I have done a lot of experimentation and i have a lot of experience of being me so let me just you know even just let me explore this <laughs> 31 years experience of being tammy is what i have um lived experience yeah, definitely. it's a big thing 31 i've got an 11 year old daughter i mean that in itself is a scary prospect you know i was a young woman because i'm so young you get judged because you're never going to be the yeah. best mom because you're so young and you know, 
I had my daughter, I raised her the best way I possibly could. Yes, I went back to work when she was 10 months old, but that was to better her and make sure that I could provide for her and the things that she needed because children don't come with instructions. (laughs) That was the first thing I learned, you know. They don't come with instructions. Um, So you sat quite often on your own figuring things out and all these friends that you once once had have suddenly sort of faded away and, you know, when you're pregnant, everyone wants to come and see the baby. But when the baby is here and they realise it's a thing that cries and screams and is unhappy quite a lot of the time, they don't want to be around that. So they don't come around that. Or very few of them do. I think that the old saying of you really see who your true friends are when you've had a baby is very, very true. Um, You know, but they're expensive as well, babies. They, they, they you know, you don't get free nappies and wipes and milk formula i mean milk formula on its own like now you're talking 10 pounds 11 pounds for a box of baby milk and you think oh you know how am i ever going to afford to do that you find a way to manage you you realign your life and for me it meant she had to go to nursery and she really strived and i think for her it was the best thing i ever did for her was put her into nursery because she became very very confident her confidence just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. So when she went to school, she was this child that wasn't bothered at all. I mean, she cried probably for the first six months that I took her to school in the morning. Every morning she would cry and I used to feel awful. And I would spend all day feeling awful to go back to school to pick my child up. And I'm sure lots of parents have had this experience. They've left their child crying with the teacher and as soon as they've gone, said child has stopped crying because that's what they do. They like to play on the, pull on the heartstrings first thing in the morning when you're too tired and, you know. And also they are tired and, and it's a big it's a shift change. to go from home into that environment. But once they're there and, oh, friends are here, I'm distracted, I'm doing stuff, it's fun. But I remember her first birthday party after she started school. So for some crazy bizarre reason I decided inviting both classes to Alexia's birthday party would be a really amazing idea I had a massive garden at my old house it was it was huge like the piece of land I lived on now has three houses and a bungalow on it with decent sized back gardens so we're talking a really 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 big garden so I hired a bouncy castle because that was my way of dealing with this, right? If I hire a bouncy castle, they can all just sort of run around outside. They can just come in for food to play past the parcel. That wasn't an option of them coming inside to play past the parcel. We had to play past the parcel in the garden because there were 60 children running around my back garden. Um, but I loved it. It was great. I enjoyed putting together the um, party bags and, the, you know, doing the decorations and... You know, I didn't have to do balloon arches back then, so she didn't have one of them. But she had a bouncy castle. And, of course, I hired it for two days, not just one, so that I got to enjoy it too, because, you know, had to be done. But it was just crazy to think that I'd done that, and I, you know, what would that be, six six years ago now? Six years ago? I don't think I could do it again, you know. Once was enough. But... I don't think, I mean, I haven't got the space to do that. And I think that's one thing we do really miss about the old house is the garden. It was it was such an amazing garden. Um, and it was just like, you know, you had all the trees and it was just a nice place to sit. And, you know, it was, it was great. Like our engagement photos were taken in that garden. And the photographer we used was amazing. He made our grass look so green. I've never seen it look so green. Um, but literally, that's all he does to photos. And there's another thing, you know, that we've, you've spoken with a photographer, building yeah, relationships. Right. It's really important. It's so, so important to build relationships. Um, and we did build a relationship with this photographer on the basis. He wasn't going to edit my photos to make me look a size six again. He wasn't going to edit my photos to, you know, change the way I looked, even if that's what I wanted him to do. He wasn't going to do that because he's not about that. All he done with my engagement photos is made my grass very, very green. <laughs> I wasn't very happy because, you know, these are my engagement photos. I don't like the way these have come out, I said to him, because, but that's what's real. That's what's real. 
and he's all about the real, you know, it's like when he goes out photographing nature, it's, it's, you know, but he's good at what he does, very, very good at what he does, and eventually I do come around to his way of thinking. It takes me a couple of days sometimes, because I'm like, well, you know, getting older now, like, make me look young. <laughs> yeah, remove the wrinkles, please. Yeah. <laughs> remove the laughter lines. Don't call them wrinkles, they're laughter lines. They're oh, of course, them. yes, laughter lines. Well, Tammy, it's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. And I know that you have a special offer on your website at yes. the moment. So if you would just end off maybe by sharing that with us all. Yep. So if you use on our website the code Xmas20, uh, it's buy two items on any of the Christmas range and you get one free with the code Xmas20. So it was originally just going to be on the earrings and I thought, you know what, let's do it on the entire Christmas range because it's Christmas and it's been a rough year for everyone. So mm. there we go. Um, but yeah, Fabulous. I'll put the link, uh, for the code on my page uh, on the website and on the link for this live video as well. Brilliant. So but yeah so thank you so much for coming on being such a wonderful guest and such uplifting and festive stuff to share at the end of this as you say very challenging year but lots of things to think about and be positive about so thank you very much and thank you all for watching bye-bye for now all right, bye.